So we're looking at, uh, we're in the NUMA series and we talked about in, in preaching team that we would uh, bring messages with specific topics regarding the Holy Spirit on Sundays. And then on Wednesdays, we would try our best to maybe either expound on Sunday or bring something that was in along those same lines. In addition, so I, I shared about walking in the Spirit Sunday. If you didn't hear that message, I would encourage you to go back and listen. I felt like there was some, the Lord just spoke some good things to us in that message. And then tonight, it's really all about hearing God's voice. And as, as a Jim uh, prepped us for in the worship, Here's my heart, Lord. Wow. Here's my heart. Like, that is, that is step one in preparing ourselves to hear, hear God's voice. Are you, are you ready to hear? So you might have the same question that I've had at times. Like, well, what does God's voice really sound like? Like, you know, you've seen the Ten Commandments and the Hollywood gives God a voice. And is that what he sounds like? And we read in Scripture where... There's all this amazing natural things happening, and God says, no, that's not me, but I'm in the whisper. It's the still, small voice. And there are people, I've read books and heard preachers say, I heard God say, and they heard his voice. You know what? I've never heard the audible voice of God. I don't deny that anyone else hasn't. Just saying for me, I've never heard it. So if he talked to me out loud, it'd be quite alarming, I'm sure. Um... But we know from Scripture that God speaks. Amen? You, you know He speaks. And you know He speaks to people in very specific ways. And He says very specific things. So you know He wants to speak. You know He's spoken through His Word. And He'll continue to speak to you through His Word. Sometimes in Scripture, you just, you just read, the Lord said, and then it doesn't really say what was that like. What were they doing? Were they praying? Were they out in the field working? Did they hear a voice? And so a lot of times it just doesn't say. And so many times I think we struggle as believers with, well, if I'm not experiencing something that seems spectacular or like the great prophets of old or, or you know, just the, the spectacular supernatural, then maybe I'm not hearing from God. And if that's you tonight, I want to encourage you. I bet you're hearing God's voice all the time. You're just not quite sure what it sounds like and what to listen for. Sometimes God speaks in dreams. Do you know that? And he spoke in dreams to people in God's word. And so those are kind of, they poof, they can vanish. It doesn't seem real. Like, but when you're in a dream, doesn't it seem real? Doesn't it seem like, wow, that was so real. You wake up sometimes, your heart pounding, you're, you're sweaty, something happened. You're like, man, so I don't know what God's doing there. I don't know if he's bringing us into an alternate reality or if he's just creating a picture and a feeling so that he can talk to you. And by the way, not all dreams are from the Lord. Sometimes it's just your brain doing weird things. You know, you had too much food late at night or whatever. And so there's dreams, there's visions. And again, in scripture, we have the prophets who describe things that they've never seen. Pastor Ralph talked a lot about this on the End Time series. And God was showing them things that, that they had never seen before, and all they could do was describe what they were seeing in their terms. So for us, it gets a little muddy. Like, well, did they describe that accurately? What, what were they seeing? And so we can only speculate. So you could see how 
how this whole, is God talking, is he not? It can be sometimes confusing. Uh, there's an instance where when Jesus knocked Saul off his high horse, you know, before he became Paul, and he saw a great light, and it says that the people around him heard something, but they didn't see anything. So that was a case where God spoke, but he, he only gave, he gave Saul the audio and visual, and then the people standing by. So God, he'll just speak in any way he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants, to whoever he wants. And what I, th I think we should understand, you know, what I should endeavor to understand in you is that, that we learn to listen for God's voice. Because there's a lot of voices out there, right? It's vital that we train ourselves to discern or really filter out, okay, what is the world? What is my imagination? And what is God? It's really important. We want to be able to discern between his voice and any other voice. So let me ask you a question. I think most everyone does this, maybe not. How many of you talk to yourselves? Come on. Yeah, I think it's common. I think there's something about the way we're wired. Eventually, we just start saying stuff out loud. And how many of you, uh, besides talking to yourself, have that inner monologue where you're talking, you're not talking out loud, but you know what you're saying. You're saying things. It's a voice in your head. Uh, often you think and process your feelings. I've had so many conversations in my head. I've had conversations. You ever have that argument with someone in your head and you're like, you and them? And don't you win every time? Yep. Uh, but then when it, when it comes to real life, you're like, oh, no. No, didn't go the way I planned, right? But see, we're wired somehow. God has made us with this capacity to, to communicate and to have dialogue and to hear even when there's nothing being said. How many of you are like me? You're real visual learners. You see pictures. Uh, you see a picture and that speaks to you. Yeah, that clearly says something to you. Um, so if you're a visual learner, then you, you see something and it speaks to you. And pictures are great communicators. Much of the Bible is in, in a poetic picture language. And so uh, if you're like me, uh, you might see like a road sign that says stop or yield or go, or you'll be uh, in like ShopRite or somewhere in public and you'll see some people have an exchange. And doesn't sometimes the Lord talk to you through that? It might be, hey, don't act like that, right? A verse might come to mind about a foolish person or or about a soft dancer turns away wrath. The Lord's trying to speak to you when you see those things. And so for me, uh, most days when I'm driving around, if I see a caution sign, it's just a road sign. But there are days where for some reason, God will make that sign like, doing 3D smell-o-vision in your face. Like, why all of a sudden is that jumping out? Well, if, if I'm not paying attention, I'll just, oh, well, whatever. Too much caffeine or something today, but I don't drink caffeine, so that's not the case. But, uh, but, but I've learned to take a cue from that and say, caution, that means, okay, go slowly today. Be careful. You might have an interaction with someone that 
is going to be challenging to you, so be prepared for that so that you don't respond in the flesh, right? Or uh, be prayerful. Sometimes I've seen those things. Maybe you've seen those signs or whatever. And then uh, all of a sudden we'll hear, oh, one of the pastors was attacked or in a car accident, or we heard someone got a bad nut diagnosis. The Lord is giving us cues of, hey, warning, warning, pray, wait for me, seek, move. And it's very subtle. It isn't the audible voice of God, right? It's just speaking to you that way. And so I think for most of us, for for many of us maybe, I'll speak for myself, uh, that the most common way that God will speak to you is that voice you all just admitted to, and that's the one that you talk in your head to yourself or to each other. And the Holy Spirit will use that voice to say things to you. And if you listen, it's God speaking by the Holy Spirit to your spirit, your inner man, and it gets translated. It has to. Am I still on? That was was weird. No, you don't, Satan. You're not going to stop this word from going forth. All right. Praise God. So that's how it happens to me mostly. Can anyone relate to that? Can anyone relate to that? Right? And so when God's word says, uh, hide his word in your heart, right? So you have the word hidden in your heart. And a lot of times just a scripture will come up. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, that's the Lord saying, you can do this. I believe that you can do this. So just like I've shared this testimony, I think it was on a Wednesday and some on Sunday, that it was in April of 2020, floating on a pool, floaty, neighbor's pool. We've rented our house since we've, we've moved here, and God gave us an amazing house to rent. It was, it was just a diamond in the rough. It was him, but it was our desire to someday own that place. And just, again, that bubbling up out of my spirit, I just heard, I'm going to give you that house. And I almost didn't recognize it. It was almost like, wait, I suddenly know something I didn't know before. That's how the Lord will speak. He, he spoke that to me. And so that was a leading for us to then pursue. And we had looked into it before, and it was always dead end. Nope, no way that's going to happen. And so we own the house now because the Lord spoke to me. And so, yeah. When you have a word from the Lord, then you put, can put faith behind that. And put, put faith in those words that he's speaking to you. And it's okay if we miss it, if we miss here. I'd rather, I'd rather someone said, you know, be a, be a wet water walker than a dry boat sitter. Like, like, just jump out. Jump out of the boat. Peter jumped out, right? So he sank. Everyone else just sat there. <laughs> Like, if, if you believe God's spoken to you, then, then put some faith legs to it and start following him and, and see where that goes. And so God just brought that to pass. And so something I want to encourage you, and I'm going to get to the, the scripture here in just a minute about hearing and obeying. I would encourage everybody uh, to spend time quietly listening. Don't just wait for those sovereign happenstance moments, but really intentionally carve out some time. In the morning, I think we're tuned pretty good, so first thing in the morning, just listen. 
don't, you know, turn on the phone right away or the TV and, and ask the Lord, is there something you want to say to me today? That's a good habit. And then throughout the day, we get, I'm very task-oriented. I go from task to task to task, and I feel accomplished if I'm doing something. So sitting there going, hi, Lord, it's me. Do you want to talk to me? See, like, I would prefer he'd just talk to me as I was going about my business. But if you'll take a break, maybe that lets everything settle in enough for him to drop a word into your spirit. And even if you don't hear anything then, it might be an hour later that you talk to someone that in that quiet moment, he gave you what you needed and it just comes out when you talk to somebody, a word in due season, right? So if you're not doing that, ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me? The other thing I would encourage you to do uh, to hear God's voice is to write Write it down. How many of you journal, have a, have a constant journal? That's a, great, that's a great discipline. I'm not so good at it. I really love to write, but I go in fits and starts, and sometimes I write a lot, sometimes I don't write much at all. But if you really sense you have a word from the Lord, write it down. Put a date on it and put it in a place where you can pull it back out. I do a lot of digital. Some of you do love to write with pen and paper but I do a lot of digital. I use Evernote, and for years, and I have them sorted in notebooks, and I have one notebook that says, God speaks. And in preparation for this, I just clicked on it, went back and saw these things that I would write, you know, through the years that the Lord would say. So do that. And why is that important? How many of you know when it feels like uh, there's a dry season or you're frustrated, or you're going through the muck, or it just seems like everything is pressing down, you want to read those. Like, ah, oh, yes, Lord, you do speak to me. I just don't sense it right now. And you spoke that to me then, and I know you'll be faithful to, to carry that word out. Is this encouraging you at all? I hope it is. And so write it down, keep a journal, bring those things back up. And then something I found, the way we're shaped seems to be the way God talks to us often. Like if you're creative, if you're a visionary, some people I know, uh, when they hear from the, the Lord and they'll, they'll share in a, a group, it's always a picture, I saw this. And so he'll talk to you the way you're wired, and I think that's good, I think that's appropriate. But just like with our personality uh, traits and the strength that God has given us, there's always a weak side to our strength, right? So we have strengths, and then we have our blind spot. Something that, that I would challenge you with is if you always feel like you hear from him a certain way or about a certain topic or about a certain uh, camp in the body of Christ, maybe, maybe you're not hearing everything he has to say. So consider that possibility because God's word is full of exhortation, not just encouragement, like I, I, be encouraged every day, but he's also going to correct you, right? He's also going to talk to you and say, hey, back off on that, a little less of this. Hey, you need to, you need to, you need to adjust course, right? We shouldn't be afraid of correction. You know that means he loves us? So it's not just every day finding the parts of his word that, oh, he has a future and hope for me and a plan that's wonderful, great. He loves me so much. Also, when he says, hey, James, don't do that. Don't look there. Do this. You're not doing this. That's he loves me. 
that he loves me, that he loves you as well. And again, there's cautions. So just lots of different ways, a variety of ways. Uh, If you're used to, some of you spend a lot of time with music worship more than others, and we, we get in our routines, come on, it's like the coffee or the tea, the warm, cozy place, the low lights, put some worship on, and oh, Jesus, I love you. Like, but you know what? He, he needs to talk to you when you're not comfortable, too. <laughs> that's, that's very comfortable. You've created this nice little cocoon, and, and that's all good and well, but you know what? When you're in pain, when you're, when you're not in a good place, you still want to hear the Lord, right? And so that's why Paul says, I buffet my body. I discipline myself. I condition myself. I'm, uh, I'm 55 years old, and I'm, for some reason, think I'm an athlete now. So I'm training for uh, this Spartan race, and it's not fun. It's pain, but it's pain for a purpose, right? So don't think if all of a sudden you're in pain and things are frustrating, God's not talking to you. He wants to talk to you in the midst of that. Just read Job. It's a good example. Uh, The other thing that uh, I was meditating on is not just understand that everything you think the Lord said, he may or may not have said. (laughs) That's another another trap we fall into. Well, if if I think he said it, uh, it must be right. Still be open to maybe, maybe I misheard or maybe I let... A, um, a bias carried me towards a conclusion that I've assigned to God. That happens because we're flesh. And it's okay to admit, ooh, I missed it. Lord probably didn't say that, or maybe I misinterpreted it. Hello, somebody? And so always check it against the Word of God. We know this. And then so... The second part of that would be maybe, maybe not everything he said to you, he said to you. The other thing is, not everything he says to us is for us to share. We get excited about what God says to us. We, and in, uh, in, the, in the phone world, uh, hey, just cooking breakfast, see my eggs? Hey, check it out, yes. Brushing my teeth now. How you doing brushing my teeth and driving to work? Oh, this just in, the Lord said, like, there's this crazy culture where we have to broadcast our lives as though we're all in a documentary or something. Maybe it's been our deepest desire to all be on TV, but don't do that. Like that is, that is creating this, this, I think people have platforms they don't even need to have, but somehow they, they got convinced. So just be careful with that. Not everything God says to you, uh, you need to tell people. Again, that's a maturity thing. I think at first we're just so excited we want to we wanna say things. But as you grow, understand that not every word you get is a word for the world or for the church even. Um, is this making sense? I, had, I wrote down here, we must learn to wait and marinate. You know what marinating is? I marinated those chicken tenders we had tonight for dinner about they sat in half an hour and some egg wash some pickle juice 
You know that's Chick-fil-A's secret? Just get, marinate their nuggets into pickle juice. Okay, no one's excited about that except me. <laughs> Whew. So marinate, and timing is always key. One thing we need to be very sensitive of is timing. So personally, over the past 10 years, uh, I've heard the Lord say a few things to me, and they're similar in theme, and I think I already shared this. I just write them down and go back and visit them. And here's something I think that's cool. While he's, a lot of things are just personally for us, they're not for the body. A lot of things, thank you, hello, hello, yes. My paparazzi's here taking photos again. Uh, a lot of things have dual application. Did you know that? Just like there's, in, in God's word sometimes, there's a, there's a then meaning and then there's a later meaning. And sometimes God's talking to you about something and, and it's in your life and it, it, has a, it doesn't have a shelf life. It might apply to you then, but then in a later season, it's still coming to pass. I love that about his word. It just keeps performing. And then the other thing that I've realized is I don't want to pigeonhole him either way because sometimes I feel like that's for me personally. And at the same time, it's what he's, he's doing uh, in the earth today, in the body, right? So it's kind of a corporate word of, of I'm doing this, but we want to apply that to ourselves personally so we can walk it out. But we, all, we also want to be aware that, hey, this is a time and a season thing. So these are all just kind of reflections and, and things I was thinking about uh, in, in hearing God's voice. So when you talk to yourself, it's not as though you're pretending to be God. I'm saying he will use that inner voice and he will, he will speak to you through that. Does that make sense? I don't want anyone to go out of here and get uh, confused about that. And so I want to turn to, so we have all these ways to hear. Of course, the word is the primary way to hear. But when, we, when God says something to us, the way that he judges whether we're listening or not is whether we obey. Like, as far as he's concerned, if, if we don't do it, we didn't hear him say it. So Romans 10, 17 says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ or hearing by the word of God. So if we're going to walk in the spirit, if we're going to hear the voice of the Lord and live a life of faith, then the main starting point is to recognize God's voice through his word. Recognize how he speaks through here, how he's spoken to other people, how, how he communicates through, through uh, the prophetic literature, through the poetic literature, through... So going to our Bible school, you got to do it. You got to learn to study the word. The, the more you understand the different ways he's communicated, the more you'll be prepared to hear and apply the things from here to your life. And so we walk by faith, amen, not by sight. So faith comes from hearing, not by seeing. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Hearing the word of God. Have you ever noticed in your family and communication that maybe it's your husband or your wife or your brother or sister or your child. You can be in a room and they'll say something to you. And you're, you definitely know they're talking. Yeah. Something's happening. Something's being spoken. And then later you realize, oh, 
I needed to pay attention because now I'm supposed to do something. <laughs> like something's supposed to happen now. And sometimes we don't even know that that moment of reckoning has come until that other family member comes and says, did you X, Y, Z? X, Y, Z? Me? I don't know. So it's not a matter of the fact that it wasn't spoken. It wasn't a matter of the fact that it didn't go into your ears and your little hammer, anvil, and whatever that other bone is <laughs> didn't cause the vibration to stimulate your brain. It's that you didn't really hear to respond, right? This is 99% of all marriage problems, right? When we counsel. It's mishearing, mis. Uh, representing, not really understanding, because we don't listen intently. I remember in college, I was a music major, and in one of the classes, they would test how well we listened. They would give us a list of things to go listen to. You must listen to Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. You must listen to Berlioz. You must listen to this, and we're going to have a test, right? And so we'd sit there in the class, and I'm old. The professor would put on the record. The record with the needle. And we couldn't get away with, oh, that's a, an orchestra. <laughs> what style period is that from? Baroque, classical, romantic, impressionism? Not good enough. What composer was that? Oh, okay. What composer was that? Not, not good enough. What work by what composer was that? Now, just, just use that as an illustration. How intently are you really listening? Amen. Like, well, I know it's in the Bible. <laughs> God said it. It's in the Old Testament somewhere, right? Like, no, 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 no. He wants us to, to, to rightly divide the word of truth so much you understand and you know it was, it was in this chapter, it was in this verse, and this is what was happening here, and this is what he was dealing with these people, and this is the topic, and this is the context, and this is the application, right? And so if we're listening to the voice of God, that's, that's all part of it. And so God tests our faith by observing if we're acting according to his word. So the Lord says, did you hear that I said, forgive as you have been forgiven? Because you're not acting like it. <laughs> so my ability to bless you is being hindered. You see, it's not because his word isn't true. He's not a liar. He won't go back on his word. It's because we're not obey obeying his word. If you heard what I said, then faith becomes evident in actions. Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. This is to the church. It's not to the sinner who, he's knocking at the sinner's door. No, he, he's, he's knocking at the door of the believer to say, are you just going about your religious habits or do you still want your first love? to come in and to fellowship and to have deep and abiding communion. And so I love what it says there. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, Amen. not just hearing, 
not just quoting the scripture, have we opened the door of obedience? True communion, if his word abides in us, that we abide in his word, then he says we can ask whatever we want. Whatever we want. When we're so intimate with him, we hear his word and we know it, then I venture to say you're not going to ask for anything that he doesn't desire. That's where our will gets surrendered and all of a sudden our entire heartbeat, every one of our requests is exactly what he wants and needs to build the kingdom of God. Genesis 12:1. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Do you know the most simple test from God is to call your name and for you to say, here I am? In other words, I'm available for whatever you want, Lord. Amen. No conditions. Well, if it's something I want or if it's in my normal routine, no. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. When we read the word of God, we must make ourselves available to walk out what it says. So when God's word says, or he's working on your heart, or he speaks to you and says, love your neighbor, your response is, here I am, Lord. And you know how he sees that? Is when you love them, when you go out of your way to serve them, to help them, to make them food, to cut their grass, to stop and take some extra time. Forgive those who persecute you. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Put the flesh under. Walk in self-control. The fruit of the Spirit. Here I am, Lord. Right? What is the fruit of the Spirit? The fruit of the Spirit is love, and then it gets broken down into all these other aspects of love. But if I'm not loving, I'm saying, God, I'm not available for that part of your word. I haven't surrendered myself. I haven't given you my heart enough to really respond to that. And we do need help. We're not going to be perfect. But I'm reminded just now, quickened that recently someone, uh, someone close to me was, was struggling with their walk with the Lord after all these years. And the one thing that I said, just look, just make sure if you do nothing else, like if this is God, you just keep facing that way. Like, like, at least I'm open and I'm ready and I'm still acknowledging that you're here. So the worst thing you can do is do this. Because now you've, you've just said no. You said no to God. You've turned your back. So wrestle all you want. Struggle with all the things, the wounds, whatever. But you keep facing that way. So, right, I'm not talking about a perfect, flawless, you're never going to sin walk of walking in the fruit of the Spirit. But the, the Lord knows that your heart is turned towards Him. And how does He know that when we're willing to repent? Oh, I'm sorry, I did it again. I lost my temper. I, I cussed. I, I, I spoke profanely, Lord. I, I ignored my family. Whatever it is, I repent. And then He knows, I have your heart. You're still here. You didn't run away from me. So when God, when Abraham said, here I am, it was accounted to him as faith. Hebrews eleven six. without faith, it's impossible. And so this was God's promise to him. And it's God's promise to us when we make ourselves available to the voice of God. Genesis 22, verse 16. 
And he said, by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. What did he do? He was willing to sacrifice God's blessing promise. So he, how do I know you've, you've listened to me? You've obeyed. Blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. And boy, we declare that over Israel today. We declare that over Israel right now in Jesus' name. In, in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have, what did he do? Obeyed my voice. When you hear the word of the Lord and he knows you're listening and you're obeying, you are blessed beyond measure. You can take that to the bank. God blessed him on the basis of you have heard my voice. The literal meaning of obey is to come under the hearing. When we teach on authority, we talk often about that. If you're not under the hearing or the authority of God's word, you've placed yourself out from under the protection and blessing of God's word. Amen, somebody. And so our natural state, the way God created us, was to always hear his voice and to obey his voice and to walk in perpetual blessing. Wouldn't it be great, huh? It is the promise he has. Let's look back at the very first communication he has with his creation, Genesis 1, verse 28. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So that's the initial, that's the initial blessing. That's our right. Jesus, uh, the sin that separated us, Jesus has come and taken that away, so now we can still walk in this blessing where we have communion with the Lord, where we hear his voice, and we obey. However, however, our authority, our dominion, our ability to, to, to rule and reign and to expand the kingdom gets broken. Listen, when we obey the voice of anything else, there's a whole lot of other things to obey. It's quite a plethora of options. And the pull of, I wrote here, placating and pleasing our flesh over obeying the Lord. Boy, it's a battle sometimes, isn't it? It's just a battle. Am I going to do what God wants or what I want? Genesis 3.1. And here's the enemy coming right in. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman... Has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And that's where it starts. It's questioning the legitimacy, the accuracy. The, is it really for me? Does it really mean that? Trying to make, make an excuse, question the word. Satan will always attempt to, to take our mind and our spirit away from what God has said so that he can blind us. And just notice there from that, it's just a real subtle. Satan will take one little word and change it. But just like listening to is, which composer is it, what time period is it, what work is it, if we're not attuned to exactly what God's word says, the enemy will take your confusion and get you off on a path. And it always, listen, sin and separation is always the result of not implicit obedience to the word, hearing and obeying. Genesis 3, 2-3, And the woman said to the serpent, 
This gets me every time because she basically said the right thing and still went ahead and did the wrong thing. We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. She knew the chapter, she knew the verse, she knew the exact thing, but the pull of the flesh was still too strong. And for whatever reason, she, she failed, and Adam did the same thing. And so Genesis 3, let's finish the story. So he said, when God was like, now instead of calling the name and someone said, someone saying, here I am, it's Adam, Adam, where are you? He has to go find you. I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. I just talked about it. When you turn your back, all of a sudden you're running from God. He's trying to chase you. He's trying to correct you instead of you being open to receive what what he has. And so the problem we have today is that we've grown numb to counterfeit voices. My wife at Coles is dealing with counterfeit bills now. They never stop trying to fake money and it looks really real and really the only way to know if it's fake is to to really know what the real one looks like. You really have to know. We really have to know the voice of God. There's motivational books. There's people that use the word God and they don't mean Jesus Christ. There's movies that are inspirational. They're wonderful stories, but they are not connected to the Trinity, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ. They're not talking about redemption, sin, reconciliation, saved by grace through faith. None of that. Yet we're kind of collectively, we let it just seep in and, and act like, well, isn't, isn't God's voice just a, isn't a little piece of it here and a little piece of it there? And, and you know what that is? That's, that's a lemming mentality. That's, we start... We start taking our cues from the herd rather from the shepherd, rather from the, from the master, right? John 18, 37. So it's all about the truth. It's not about truthiness. It's not about your version of the truth. It's about God's truth. Jesus standing before Pilate. Pilate therefore said to him, are you a king then? Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause, just get this. I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who, who is of the truth hears my voice. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Jesus is the truth. He consistently makes himself and his Father's will known to those who hear him and follow him ignoring all other voices. John, let's go over to John 16 and 12. Doing okay still? I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. That's us. That's the body of Christ. The spirit of the Lord is here to speak to us and to tell us how we should walk, how we should live. Listen, the truth is always going to set you free. Obedience to the word is always going to be obeying the voice of truth. And it's just critical. We're in the last days. I was just talking to my neighbor about that. We're in the last of the last, the end of the end. And so 
why would you want to listen to anything else right now besides the voice of the Lord, besides the voice of truth, the voice of truth? We need to listen to what he's saying to his church, and we must uh, walk out in obedience everything that we're hearing. You don't want to pay the consequences for being dull of hearing. You just can't afford it. Hebrews 3, verse 7. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of trial in the wilderness. Did you know that trials, I mentioned it earlier, trials will test your hearing. When the pressure comes, do we remain faithful to live out what the Word says? Like when you're squeezed, what comes out? Do you really want to die in the wilderness? Do you want God's best for you delayed by 40 years because you're in the squeeze and now you've hardened your heart against him? You know, years ago, it would seem like we could say, well, there's plenty of time left. I don't know how much time there is left. I really don't know. I think it's so, so short. There's no, there's no more time to, to waffle on this. Here's my heart, Lord. I'm listening. Hey, listen. Prayerlessness. Kick it out the door. Uh, spiritual apathy. It's not time to rest on your laurels and just cruise. It's time to dig in and press on. And God says that we're entering into his rest when... We measure every step, every motive, every thought, every heart desire against the truth of his word. He says that in Hebrews 4.11. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. So tonight, I have one more scripture and then, and then just some, some reflections for self-examination. Maybe tonight's a night you want to spend a little extra time at the altar and just say, okay, I haven't done this uh, in a while, but I'm going to reignite my desire to just to spend time in your presence. So God gives the open ear uh, I pray that all of us would incline our ears and we would find ourselves obedient and that we would give him full access to, to our hearts, uh, to, to open the door of our hearts. Proverbs 4.20 says this, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. All of our life hinges on whether we're hearing and obeying the Word of God. Praise God. Did you get anything out of that? Thank you, Lord. So, just as we ponder here for a minute, and I'm, I'm not going to go much longer. So, what Maybe for you, what basic truths from God's word have you grown callous to? We all have maybe have a weak spot. 
Maybe just think about it for a second. Uh, you know, maybe you're so down the wormhole on one topic that you've neglected some other areas. And so our, our hearts get hard and we realize that, that we're callous. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you. Say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Where am, where am I not hearing you so well? Where am I just letting you talk into the air, but then later my actions aren't showing that I've heard you? And so maybe it also let's identify what noise is in terms of maybe busyness in our life, pressures in life. Uh, maybe we're consumed with a lot of secondary and tertiary like material that is great books, but we're not spending time in the Word. And so it's morphing the truth a little. Maybe you could put your finger on that because it, it can act as noise that will cause us to hear incorrectly. And so I don't know what it is for you. Uh, what, what would you need to do about it? Like what would be your next step? We talk so much that, that our teaching is, is gonna, gotta invite people to take that next step. What, what is the next step? You write something down right now. Put it in your phone or set a reminder that at, at a certain time you're going to reflect on this or you're going to go back. What do I need to do about it? For me, with, with my family and especially with my daughter, she, she's... Could I just share this with you? She, the other day, I've been fighting some kind of mild allergies or flu bug or whatever all this week. And the other day, she's like, how you doing, Dad? And I was like, you know what? I'm not that great today. Uh, and so she texted me. This is my daughter. She just started rapid-firing scripture to me. She said, come to me all who, are, who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Then she said, said this, for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And then she said this, come to me all who are labor, who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What a, what a blessing. I mean, that just blew me away. But what I started to say about her was, she talks a lot. She talks a lot. And I can sit there, and if I'm not careful, just, that's nice, honey. Yeah, I know. But I really need to go, I need to listen. I need to, like, hang on every word and look her in the eye and go, yes, okay, and then what? Yeah. You know, how, you know how important that is to our loved ones, to our children? You know, and so, same thing. Same thing. Get, get with God and really listen. Every, every word. Am I listening? Am I, the reason I said that is put aside the noise. You know, if I'm watching a game, a football game, and I really want to watch that game, and she's talking to me, guess what? It's her, not the game. I need to either turn it off or pause it, but I need to go, you know, yes, dear, not go, go, go. Yeah, what'd you say again? Yeah, that's awesome. It's, I'm listening. You have my attention. So what are those things? And I love uh, 
they call it low-hanging fruit, or what's the simplest thing? What can I change right now? What is the smallest, tiny step that I could do? What habit can you change that will help make sure that you listen to the voice of the Lord? Maybe you need to increase your time reading and meditating uh, on the Word of God, coming under the hearing of the Word of God. I don't know what is, it is for you, but I pray, uh, I just pray with all my heart that we would all take that next step into hearing the voice of the Lord and to hearing uniquely how He speaks to us. So can I just pray uh, with you over this word tonight and then, then we'll be released. Here we are, Lord. If this is the only quiet time we get tonight, I just want to take advantage of it. Say, here's our heart. Speak to us. Show us the way we should go. I pray, Lord, you minister encouragement to those that need encouragement tonight whatever they're struggling with, Lord. I pray that you challenge us. That you literally say, come on, step up, step up. I know you can set your hand to this. Get back in the fight. Put your hand back on the plow. Don't give up. Whatever you want to say, Lord. I pray that, that this message doesn't just go to the dusty place that we, we begin to grow to hear the voice of the Lord. We begin to encourage one another. Hey, I, I hope you're listening to God. I hope you're obeying what the Lord says to you. Lord, now I just pray over the sowing of the word of God tonight, uh, that the enemy would be kept from stealing any of it, that it would fall on, on, on fertile, the fertile ground of our hearts, and it would bring a harvest to God for your kingdom and for your glory, Lord. Just help us in every way to hear your voice more clear every day. In Jesus' name, I thank you for it. Everybody said amen. Amen. amen.